you pray with me? Lord, you are holy. You are mighty. You are everything we need. This morning, Lord, I pray that you'd pour out your spirit upon us, your people. You are holy. We need to hear from you today, Lord, in ways that would move us closer to you. In the powerful name of Jesus, we pray. Let's say amen together. Amen. I've been doing a lot of reminiscing these days. <clears throat> and sometimes that, that happens as I walk through the building. <laughs> and as I walk through the building, I, I see things that, that just bring back all kinds of wonderful memories, blessings to me. It's been a, a joy privileges, one of the privileges of my life to be here with you these nearly six and a half years. And Carla and I will miss you greatly. You know, as I was walking out in the foyer this past week, looked up and saw a scripture. <laughs> If my people, who are called by my name, will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven, will forgive their sin and heal their land. You see, brothers and sisters, The answer to what's happening in your life now is God. All you need can be found in this book. And I guess I long for revival because when revival comes, it touches everybody. And so many of you, as I look out across this congregation, there's so many that just need to let go. <laughs> there's just so many that have been hanging on to stuff. And I've prayed for you. And I've asked God to move you. If my people will just humble themselves, God will come. Well, I walked down the hallway here, ran into the prayer room. We've talked about, from time to time, becoming a house of prayer. 
Because again, nothing of significance happens in the body of Christ ever in the history of God dealing with people. Nothing of significance happens until people pray. That's just the way it is. That's how God planned it. They walked into the prayer room and I sensed the presence of the Lord. And I had to say, thank you, God, for your faithfulness. Then I came in here and walked around. And I looked up on the wall and there's this sign here that says basic. And we went through that together. You know, we, we talked about what it means to be faithful. Because you remember I used to say, <laughs> remember I used to say this thing, I have, a, I have a dream, I have a hope, I have a goal, I have a prayer that someday, someday I will have the privilege of being part of a church where everyone's faithful. Remember that? Well, you know what people ask me? What's it mean to be faithful, Pastor Chuck? Now, to be honest, I didn't get that. Because, pardon my language, it ain't hard to figure out. So we put this on the wall here, you know. Okay, let's talk about a little bit. Bible study. Let me ask you a question. Uh, You don't mind if I just reminisce this morning, do you? Let me ask you a question, followers of Christ. How much time do you spend in the Word of God? Let me just ask you. Now, you know. You know the answer right now. How much time do you spend in the Word of God? You cannot get to where God wants you to be spiritually. You can't live in victory in Jesus in this life without spending quality time in the Word of God. How are you doing with that? Accountability. I'm accountable to a few people. One of them's blonde. That meant you. Okay. But there's a couple of guys that that I meet with, and they're honest with me. I need that. We all need that. Do you expose yourself to another really close brother or sister in Christ? Be accountable to them and them to you. Service. Intercession, there's that prayer again. Community, all of that. I walked here in the sanctuary and I looked up on the wall. I said, you know, somebody could get something out of that, I guess. Then I looked up here and and there was this this great commission where, where God says to his people... I want you to be people that go. I want you, my people, to live a lifestyle that wherever you go, it at least crosses your mind to help somebody find Christ or influence someone for Christ. See, that's who God's people are when they're obedient to His Word. We're people that that go. And we all have plenty of opportunities where you work, cross the backyard fence, 
wherever you go to the store, the bank, the gas station, we all have opportunities to share our faith and sometimes use words. So I'm just reminiscing, walking around the sanctuary, I looked up to this, this, this therefore go make disciples thing, and I wonder how many people, how many people in Grace Point really care about that and live it out. You remember that at the beginning of this year, and it's not the only year we've done this, but I challenged all of us that this year, this year, that all of us would help one person find Jesus Christ. Remember that? That, that we had 365 days for God, I mean the God of all creation who created everything we know and is just really powerful, <laughs> that he could help us, me, influence one person for Christ. How are you doing with that? Have you even prayed about it? Have you even asked God... Knowing who you are, he knows who you are. Have you even asked God in the past nine plus months, God, would you help me this year influence one person for Christ? If not, why not? See, that's who we are. We go. Oh, then I walked across over here and I'm reminiscing. I'm looking up here at the choir loft and the orchestra and how many wonderful, blessed experiences I've had in the past number of years because of these faithful folks. I walked over here and I looked over here up on the wall. The great commandment. This is what Jesus used to sum up everything. <laughs> That's what I love about Jesus. He, he, he was good at boiling it down. And this is one of those times. He says, you know, here's it, here it is. Here it is, brothers, followers, sisters, followers of Christ. What it means is for you to love God with all your heart and let that love that flows from heaven into you to flow out of you and to love one another. And I went through that door over there and walked in the gym. And you know what I thought? I thought about, I thought about resale. I thought about everything that happens in that gym. I thought about... I thought about the teen center and everything that happens in there. And I walked over here and the kids and what happens in kitty prep and, and in, on Sundays. I just reminisced. And then I thought to myself, what do I say to people I love so much in one of the last times I get to stand before them? What do I say? I was flipping through my Bible and I came to Hebrews chapter 6. And it just struck me. Hebrews chapter 6 verse 1 says this. Therefore, let us leave the elementary teachings about Christ and go on to maturity. The writer to the Hebrews is writing to followers of Christ, and he's chastising them a little bit. All through this book of Hebrews, he's writing and giving them warnings. There's about seven warnings throughout the book of Hebrews for people that have chosen to follow Christ. Like in verse 12 here, here's a warning. We don't want you to become lazy or slothful. In other words, what happens, even in the first century apparently, is God's people tend to get stuck in ruts. 
And they get stuck in ritual. And they get stuck in routine. And that's never how God intended it. God always intended it to be a growing, dynamic, organic, vibrant relationship with Him. To where we grow in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. And we don't get stuck in the mud. So right here in chapter 6, the writer to the Hebrews is saying to these people that apparently some of them were stuck in a rut. Was saying, hey, go on to maturity. Or there is a deeper walk with Christ that God has planned for everyone. Or there is a maturity level spiritually, that God has has offered to all of us who will seek Him with all of His heart. And as I walked in the sanctuary, you know, because a lot of you folks sit in the same place every week. So as I walked through the sanctuary, I could see people. Tom and Joyce, you always sit right about there. You always, you always do. Just, I could see people. And, and you know what? I'm sorry, but what came to mind was people that I see that in the six and a half years I've been here haven't moved much spiritually. Of course, I've seen some that have taken great strides, but there are some that that just seem to be happy or satisfied with with the way they live in their Christian lives. They're satisfied or happy with the level of spirituality that they are, that, that they have in their lives right now. And they're not even interested in going on to maturity. The King James Version says, go on to perfection. Which means there is this spiritual depth brought on by the fullness of the Spirit that is available for every one of God's followers that will bring you into a a level of spirituality that you have never imagined before. And it's God's gift to His people. But what happens a lot of time, as I continue to reminisce here this morning, is we get satisfied. And our enemy puts our attentions on other things. The pursuits of this world become as important to many of us as our pursuit, or lack thereof, of God. So I just felt that God wanted me to say just a few times this morning, encourage you again and me to go on to maturity. To go on to perfection. Which means everything I am and everything I do is pointed in the direction of God. There is this longing, there's this lifestyle choice that I've made that helps me walk in step with the Spirit by the grace of God. And it comes when we are filled with the Spirit of God. Move on to maturity. Continue to walk and seek the Holy Spirit 
and his presence and his power in your life. One writer said it this way, we must continue to move on with God in the fullness of the spirit and power of Christ. And I say amen. So brothers and sisters, I've been praying and longing for revival. And revival comes when God's people are obedient. So I just want to ask you a question today, if you don't mind. How's your relationship with the God of all creation? Where are you with God today? Is it the number one important thing in your life? Is God first? See, I, I just, you know, took a walk and thought about you. And I, I, I thought about this section right over here. Because a lot of you folks sit in the same section every week. I thought about this section. I thought, you know what? I could on Sunday morning, I could come down here and I could put my hand on the shoulder of people that need more of God. Because I know who you are. <laughs> That's one of the privileges and one of the curses of a pastor. I could walk up around here and I could put my hand on you. I know you people. And I could say, brother, sister, would you humble yourself before God this morning? I could say that. I could do it. And I thought about this section right here. And I thought about you because, you know, you too, you also sit in the same section. And I thought, you know what? Some of you, you need to get up where you are from where you are. And you need to come and humble yourself before God. Because, you see, it's getting serious. And you need the fullness of the Spirit. Same thing with this section right here. I could walk up and down this aisle. I could put my hand on your shoulders. And I could say, brother, sister, you need to come and humble yourself before the Lord. We've been praying for revival. Revival comes when God's people are obedient. And I could, I could walk up and down this this section right here, and I could put my hand on different people, and I could say, Sister, brother, you need to come, and you need to humble yourself before God. Would you pray with me? Lord, who is it today that in obedience to to your still small voice needs to stand up from where they are and come and humble themselves and pray. Father, there's people that are even close to you that need to humble themselves and pray. Lord, we've been longing for an outpouring of the Spirit. We've been longing for your presence, for revival. Maybe, Lord, revival will come when someone sitting here this morning comes and humbles themselves to you. Maybe someone here today is the key to unlock 
an outpouring that we can't even imagine. So Lord, as we are here today in your presence, listening to your still small voice, people of all ages who have a desperate need of a Savior, who have a need to be filled with the Holy Spirit. I pray, Lord, that you would move right now. I pray, Lord, that people would respond to your still small voice. Brothers, sisters, we all have our eyes closed, our heads bowed. Would you be honest with God? Would you humble yourself before Him and pray? You know who you are. You know what you need. And God honors that obedient first step in His direction. Father, come. Fill this place. Just in the quietness of the moment. Would you have the courage, brother, to be a real man and move out and humble yourself before God? Come at this time. Just pray. Seek God. Sister, would you come and ask God to fill you with the Spirit and make you a woman of God, a woman of prayer that He needs you to be. Would you be courageous and do that at this time? Come, seek God. Lord, fill this place in the quietness of these moments. May obedience reign. May we all be obedient to you. May no one leave this place without obeying, Lord. Speak, Father, into the depths of our souls. Yes, Lord. That's what we say. Yes, Lord. Come, Holy Spirit. Some have come to pave the way for you. Now is your time. This could be the new defining moment in your life for eternity. Yes, Lord. We say yes to you. Come, Father, fill this place. May your children be obedient. I know there's some people sitting here today that are fighting this. Some that probably don't even care much. This is for you. 
All the promises in God's Word are yes in Christ Jesus. And He is waiting for you. Will you come and humble yourself before the Lord? If my people who are called by my name would humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven and will forgive their sins and will heal their land. My Jesus, I love Thee. I know Thou art mine. You are so faithful, Father. Thank You for these quiet moments that we can reflect on our lives and our obedience to You. Thank You, Lord, for the sweet presence of Your Spirit that can lead us into all truth in the name of Jesus. Pastor Edgar, can we sing that one? My Jesus, I love Thee.